How's it going guys, Andy here and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited for this episode because today I'm going to share with you a story and some little secret nuggets that uh, I've never actually spoken about before. Um, So bear with me on that. (laughs) Let's get right into it. So the big question is this. How do you, in our modern society, rise above the pressures of social media to feel sexy and empowered every day? That is the question. This podcast is the answer. No fads, no fiction. Let's get sexy. Okay, so rather than telling you my story of how I grew up and didn't feel unique as a twin and da-da-da-da-da and it got me into training and all of that, which is very much true, I thought it would be a little bit more interesting if I just give you a quick story on what was both the most miserable and crowning moment of my career as an early personal trainer. Now, when I say early personal trainer, I'm talking two, two and a half, three years into one-to-one PT. Now, at that point, you've got to understand a lot of PTs are just shit. (laughs) because the personal training qualification is very, very poor. It's inferior. It really is. Um, So uh, side note, if you're looking to invest in PT, do one, do do it with somebody with experience, you know, because the qualification itself is crap. Now, because it's crap, there's a lot of things PTs will get wrong early on. And I'm not ashamed to say that I've done that as well. If you read, uh, sorry, listen to one of my earlier podcasts, you'll understand the, the five biggest mistakes I made in my career. Um, but on this occasion, I was in a state where I was starting to recognize that good PTs didn't really make money. The money, the, the money came, and let's be honest, we need money to survive and grow our business. The money came, and the clients came, and the people that we can help and love and cherish and create relationships with, they came with good marketing. So I thought, how the hell do I do this? How do I prove externally to clients, potential clients and prospects that I can get them results? And da, 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 I thought, well, fuck it, I'll do a physique competition, right? Because that's the given thing. You get on stage, you look fucking sexy and people are like, oh my God, you can do that for me. Right? Of course. So I endeavored to do exactly that. Now, here's the thing. And tell me you can't relate to this. I did some dumb shit, man, out of the sheer commitment and will of wanting to change, of wanting that, of wanting that end result. Tell me you haven't done that. I bet thinking about a holiday that you've wanted to go on, uh, a first date, how you feel after a breakup, something that's getting you to do dumb shit. When I say dumb shit, I'm talking fad diets, crash diets, meal replacement shakes, going keto even though there's absolutely no reason to, trying veganism even though there's absolutely no reason to, all of that crap. These fad diets, these detoxes, these cleanses, these skinny teas, they are killing the weight loss and health industry. They really, really are. But we've all done it. We've all done it. And you relapse after it. And it's hard, isn't it? It really is. But let's just go back to the start. When you get stuck in, when you get initially into that fad, you feel great, right? You see some initial results and you think, wow, man, this is fab. I'm going to keep going with this. And that's exactly the experience I had. I was buying all the supplements. I was doing all the dumb shit. Um, I was doing anything I could to get, give myself an early edge in prepping for this competition. 
And yeah, in the first couple of weeks, I started to get results and I was training obsessively. But of course, I was going to get results. Do you know why? Because it's the first couple of bloody weeks. You make massive changes to your life because you're never more excited about the goal than then. So you're training loads. Naturally, your need is up. You don't realize it, but it is. You're way more excitable. You've got more energy because you can visualize this end result. You can see it coming. Of course, <laughs> when it doesn't come, your trust is broken, isn't it? So after the first couple of weeks, I started to notice something. I started to realize that I was sacrificing a lot. And I made my peace with that early on. But as the weeks progressed, as much as I could potentially make my peace with it, others couldn't. So my social life started to suffer. I still feel bad about this to this day, but I've really neglected a good group of lads who I've spent the best part of my life with just to do this competition. I really did. And I, 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 I regret, if you're any of you guys that are listening to it now, I am sorry. I didn't go see them at all. I was so committed to this process. I'm really surprised they even hung about for me. But, you know, they're human. They take less of my shit as it comes as well. And you could see frustration starting to develop with the relationships I had, my social life, my girlfriend at the time. Christ, don't know how she put up with it. But because they've been friends and you've got those relationships for a long time, they do. They put up with it for a little bit longer than they probably should. And, you know, eventually you realise social life's bugged and you've sacrificed too much. Now, at that point, and I bet you've all been there, right? At that point, when you realise you've sacrificed way more than you were willing to sacrifice just to commit to this diet, training plan, whatever, the, whatever it is, whatever crap it is, you realise what you're doing is incredibly restrictive. You can either now stop, which will normally result in a relapse, or you can push through, which will 100% eventually result in a relapse, but definitely result in broken relationships and a poor social life, maybe even affect your emotional well-being and your relationship with food, because it certainly did with me. Now, my option was I pushed through. And I pushed through because I committed myself to being on stage in front of my peers and other things. And it was the judgment that pushed me through. It was my proud, <laughs> my proud, it was my pride that pushed me through and pushed me on. And I wish I'd stopped. I wish I'd just relapsed there and then because it would have been a lot worse, a lot better for me. But it wasn't. And I pushed through and I did all the dumb shit. I got even more involved in it, taking supplements. And oh my God, like I can't even begin to put into words all the crap I tried. And it was a waste of cash. It was poor for my health. And eventually I just didn't have a social life. I, I, I didn't have much at all. I started to feel angry as a person. It just wasn't nice to be around, man. Um, which... Bearing in mind why I started this, to attract more clients, it wasn't attractive. It wasn't. How the fuck is that attractive? What was I thinking? Like, I'm this angry bastard. Yeah, maybe I look a little bit better and bigger and whatever, but, like, I'm just some angry fucking kid. Nobody's going to approach. I'm not approachable as a PT. Um, so, yeah, it had the opposite effect in the long run. <laughs> um, and as, as time progressed... I got closer and closer to that competition. I was starting to get into a calorie deficit. Um, ultimately, by the way, it was only the calorie deficit and the training that got me into a fairly decent nick. It had absolutely nothing to do with the supplements I was taking. That was just wasted cash. The fad diets I tried, stuff like that. It was absolute shit. It really was. Total garbage. Um, all for the end result, which was a minute and a half on stage. 
cramping up, might I add, because you're so depleted on you know, essential nutrients and shit like that, that you're just cramping as you're trying to contract and look your best. It's the most uncomfortable 90 seconds of your fucking life. I guarantee you, I, I do not condone um, physique competitions at all. And do you know who was in the audience for me? Pretty much people who were committed to it. You know? <laughs> a girlfriend at a time, stuff like that. Not the friends and relationships that I'd grown to, <laughs> for years and years and years and sacrificed just to get on this fucking stage and commit to this diet. This is the story. A, restrictive plans are not the way to go. Just don't do it. They're not necessary. Like, if something isn't sustainable um, and adaptable to your lifestyle, then it's not worth doing. And I had this realisation and I had it as I stepped off stage. So I remember, I really do remember the moment. I remember stepping off stage and thinking, thank fucking Christ, that's over. I want my Krispy Kreme donut. Because my brother had uh, brought a little hamper of like treats that I was going to have. And I remember going over, eating one of the Krispy Kreme donuts, immediately getting a stomach cramp because <laughs> I'd been that restrictive with my calories. My stomach had shrunk. Uh, and I felt like I was going to die. That is no exaggeration, by the way. I genuinely felt like I was going to fucking die. I'm not exaggerating. The stomach cramp put me into almost a come down kind of hole. I, I, didn't, I, I had no idea what it was. And I just thought, this is how it ends. Eating a fucking Krispy Kreme donut coming off stage. <laughs> it was terrible, man. Oh, God. But that wasn't it. That wasn't the worst part, you know. The worst part was afterwards. And I was... I realised that it was too restrictive. I realised I couldn't sustain it. So I was like, right, now I'm in a position where I can't sustain that. I know I'm going to relapse because I cannot be asked to train anymore. I'd lost my love for exercise. Um, ironic, right, as a personal trainer trying to coach people. And I'd lost my love for eating clean because I'd been doing nothing but clean food for so long. And uh, you need balance in dietary wise. <laughs> you really do. Um, because I relapsed, I relapsed really, really fucking hard. I would say I probably lost the results I worked so hard for in the space of three weeks. Terrible, right? Like it was almost eight months I put into preparation for that show, and I lost it all in about three weeks because it was stupidly restrictive. Now, what's the point in that? Just to be really clear, by the way, folks, if you've got any kind of like wonder in your mind of what it takes to actually be in shape for the rest of your life. I I can guarantee any client that would give me anywhere, let's say anywhere between 12 and 24 weeks, depending on their current state, of good solid commitment and training balanced with their lifestyle, that transformation and what they'll learn on it lasts a lifetime. That's it, 24 weeks. And I put eight months into this and lost it in three weeks because it was based around fad diets, um, supplements I didn't deliver, gimmicks, shit, just detoxes, all that crap, all that crap. Um, and the relapse was tough, so tough, and this is, I've never told anyone this, um, that <laughs> I eventually had a health kit again after the third week, and I thought I need to look after my heart. I'd been getting my, I'd got my bloods checked, and uh, my cholesterol was through the roof, not the good stuff, the bad stuff. Um, and I <laughs> internally was a, was I was a mess um, because of all the crap I'd done. 
I thought I need to go for a run. I need to, I need to focus on my heart health. I really need to get my cardiovascular system back to where it was. So I went for a run, if you can call it that, and it's embarrassing. I ran what would have been no more than 200 yards, and I, I dropped down to my knees. I dropped down to both my knees. The world was spinning, and I thought I was going to faint. That was a fucking scary moment for me because I was young. I was a young, man. I just had a relapse. It wasn't, it wasn't much, right? But I was fainting after 200 yards of running. That's how fucking bad I was. Imagine that. Now, that's a bad relapse. I bet you've had a relapse. I bet you have. Listening to this, there's no way you haven't had a, haven't had a relapse. My key demographic, the people I can help the best, are the people that have had a relapse because I've had these experiences. Uh, and that's what my programs are designed around sorting people out after they've had these relapses and leading them to what I ultimately am now, which is body confident, I feel sexy naked, I've got a powerful mindset, and yeah, maybe I do double take myself in the mirror every now and again. That's it. And you know what confidence that brings me in my life? I'm able to you know, pursue my business, go like, be self-employed, I'm able to go after like my dream girl and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's incredible how that translates to a better way of life, and that's what I want for everyone. It really is. I'm so unbelievably passionate about that. And every time I say stay sexy, this is what I'm saying. Like, you are sexy. You just need this system. Just follow it. Don't do what I did. <laughs> and if you have, if you fall for the fads, if you fall for the gimmicks, if you've done that, it's not your fault. They're well marketed. But this is what you do next to get to ultimately the best version of yourself. So yeah, I fainted after a 200-yard run. <laughs> it wasn't a run. It was like a fucking jog, if I'm honest with you. But that was the turning point in my career where I realized that, all right, this has been a failed endeavor. I have not attracted more clients. If anything, I've deterred them because I was a moody ass. But I now know exactly the type of people I want to work with, the people that have done a similar thing to me, the people that have relapsed after fad diets, the people that have struggled with that kind of thing. Um, and over the years, I have started to find female fat loss more interesting because it is more challenging. I've combined the two, and that's been um, my speciality for a long time now. But I really don't want you to fall for these kind of things. So you can take this as a warning <laughs> and a solution if uh, if you have if you if you're currently in the stage of i have relapsed i've never getting back to that feeling of that initial buzz when i started the diet um let me tell you it is possible it is possible to have that buzz week on week on week on week on week with the right program and the right framework that's scheduled around your lifestyle so yeah forewarning don't do it it was good for me i found my niche uh, and in the later years to come, I built back up the, the relationships that I almost lost and I'm forever grateful for them now. And um, I actually did another comp competition. I did went and did a, another physique show and proved to myself that I could do it without being obsessive, balancing my life. And uh, I did. I, I did it I, not only myself, but I prepped for, uh, three other people um, for the same show. Um, which is time consuming in itself as well as running a business and it was a very successful day we all looked fantastic and it wasn't about getting in front of five random strangers judging 
your half naked people on stage. It wasn't about that. It was about just showing off to ourselves that we can commit to a body transformation um, with a fair bit of ease without sacrificing our social life, without sacrificing relationships we, we love, our emotional health or any of that, and still eating some of the foods we like, you know, you don't have to be stupid clean, you really, really don't. Um, so yeah, that is my little story, and <laughs> it's embarrassing in a lot of ways, because, uh, you know, I am admitting to you, yeah, I was a PT at the time, let me just clarify, it was eight, eight years ago now, um, I'm not the same person I was, but... I've refined these processes over the years and if I hadn't have done that, I never would have realised what niche people I, I enjoy working with the most and I can serve the best um, and I wouldn't have been a part of some fantastic stories over the, the past eight years or so and I, I've met some incredible people because of it. So I hope by sharing my story with you today, it can act as a forewarning um, to not fall for these fad diets and preventative, <laughs> what do they say, what's the saying? Preventative measures are better than cure, uh, curative measures. I've fucked that up. I know I have. Um, but yeah, take action. If you're going to get into this fat loss journey, if you're after some body confidence, if you want to feel like I feel now, I've got a program for you. I literally have a program waiting, waiting specifically for you and your current situation. If you've formed for these fads before, if you want to go through this scientific route, and feel body confident, feel sexy naked, double take yourself in the mirror. If you want all that, if you want that feeling, I've created something for you. And if you don't, please, please make sure whatever plan you do is sustainable and merges with your lifestyle. Think in your head, create some non-negotiables. These are the things I will not sacrifice just to look better. And don't, <laughs> don't. God, because bloody hell. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that person. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. If you like it, give it a five-star um, review on your whatever application you're listening to it on. And I will get back to these podcasts very, very soon. As ever, stay sexy.